What does filmed for IMAX mean? It isn't just a movie that'll look great on IMAX's screens. It means that hiding from a sandstorm feels like fear in every flicker. And every triumph is felt in every sound wave. And the things we've only imagined, you can truly experience those too. That's what filmed for IMAX means. Get tickets to Experience Dune Part 2 now and IMAX's exclusive expanded aspect ratio. This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studio in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit shoptalkpodcaststudio.com. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 348 of This Week in Culture. I'm your host. 349. 349. We did two the other day. You're right. I'm your host, Ant Wood, a.k.a. Trinidad Ant, a.k.a. One Half of the Culture. And y'all know what it is when y'all hear that can crack. That meeting your man back. I got my brother with me, Jay. What up, dog? What up, dog? It's your man, Jay Johnson. One Half of the Culture, One Half of Everything. And I know what you're thinking. Finally. My favorite podcast is spending time with me. What's poppin'? This week, we write back with another one of them Bass Reeves reviews. Uh, episode 6 aired last Sunday. Before we get into all that, want to thank the listeners, the supporters, everybody fucking with us week to week. Um, if you haven't already, go check out that uh, Raising Canaan review. Go check out that uh, fire-ass rap shit review. That was fire. That was a, look, sometimes I listen back and I just play the bitches in the background. I ain't really like listening, but we was actually on fire on that rap shit review. Uh, make sure you go check out both of them, man. We've been podding uh, like the gods usually do, man. Mr. Three Pods a week. Y'all know what it is. Um, Bass Reeves, dog. Episode six. We got two more of these joints left. They finally started to set up like a thing. We know what the thing is now. They brought it all together. Yeah, we figured this. We mentioned. We we did, but it was like, all right, the dog in Texas, how they going to get there? You know what I'm saying? Like, But they brought it all together. Bass Reeves versus, uh, what's the dog name? Esau Pierce, a.k.a. Mr. Sundown, man. Um, how you feel about episode six, bro? Amazing episode. The last two have been like, all right, this is what I signed up for. Yeah. All yeah. the filler shit is out the way. Like, yo, this is what I signed up for. I, I suppose you damn near have to go through that, all that other stuff for us to even care this much. But it just seemed like these last two episodes were like super serious. Yeah. And everything before that was so PG 13 ish, kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I get what you're saying. They definitely found a stride the last couple of weeks. Uh, but you hit it right on the nose. We had to have a setup for the payoff. We wouldn't give a fuck, right? Even, um, you know, prior to, I think maybe after episode three or four, me and you were kind of talking about just how, like, wild it had to be for Bass Reeves being a black man, having to arrest black men, right? Right. This is right after the civil fucking war um, and right after the emancipation and it's like, yo, there has to be a thing there. But this is the first time last week leaning into this episode that you know, we actually saw his conscience kind of feel that. Like, damn, bro. You know what's crazy is, like, this is right after slavery. Mm-hmm. He was born in captivity. Yep. It seemed like they got over it quicker than <laughs> us in 2024. Man. 2023. Man. They ain't over it. 
But it don't it don't seem like that's something that he holding over his own head. And he yeah. was it. Yeah. Lashes on the back. Yeah. Fought in the war, murdered and killed people for it. Like, if anything, he he lived he's clearly lived the life of a but he don't seem as impacted by it as some of the other people. Like he had a conversation with my man. Like, yeah, was, <laughs> I'm sorry, nigga. <laughs> what hood you from? But I think that could also come. Look, y'all wood hair is modeling for eBay on the rando. Um, I think that might come from Bass getting out of slavery and immediately going into a position of power, right? Or a position of authority. Big facts. I, I think that that shift, it kind of had to go from like, all right. Well, it wasn't immediate. It was like three years later. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But because he was just. For a lot of black folks. On the farm. Uh, 150 years later, they still ain't in no real position of authority. You know what I'm saying? So even at three years, I feel like for him, it's like, okay. And he always, you look at how he was with his wife, with his uh, daughter early on. Like, he was always like the man. But according to history and according to the census and everything, like, right after Reconstruction, black folks were doing good. Yeah. Like, own cities, towns, mayors. Bus routes, the whole nine yards, the marriage was at an all-time high. Yeah. Like, uh, all that happened. Something else happened. Evilness yeah. <laughs> got yeah. put into play. Because yeah. a lot of the black folks who also had all of that, they went north. A lot of them went north. A lot of them went to the Chicago's and Detroit's and, and cities where, you know, they, they became Yankees and shit, right? Um, versus staying in these Confederate states where – you could still try to do that, and you might even get your shit off. But as we saw in Oklahoma, as we saw in so many other towns, it ain't going to be easy, dog. They're going to make this real difficult for you. Because um, the fact of the matter is, the people down there absolutely don't want you to have this shit. Up north, you got a shot. Down south, it's 10 to 1. I feel like, and this is all from TV mm-hmm. and from documentaries and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we went there. I feel like the people in power 100% didn't want y'all to be there. Mm-mm. But like some of the regular people like I don't I'm just regular. Yeah. But that too, but I also saw pictures of people watching somebody get burnt at the stake too and they yeah. was regular people, so that's hard to but hard to quantify. What, you know what I was thinking too? I'm glad you mentioned that as an example. Um because this episode, we saw the entertainment of execution, right? We saw the whole town outside watching. And it wasn't just, it was one black person up there. Two white men, one black man. Um, and as as evil and as vile as it is to be, like, entertained by that shit, I think about it. Like, we was watching Faces of Death. We was going... On YouTube early on, finding them clips before YouTube started to get really censored. E bombs like, world. E bombs world. Like we was nigga. Uh, what's the what's the fight win? Uh, world star. Yeah, bum world, fights. Bum fights. World star. Like all this type of just violent, hyper aggressive, um, shit. And most of the time, evil. Or sometimes it ain't even evil. We watch accidents and shit and see niggas get ripped in half and all. It's it's. I saw the cartel, right. Take a chainsaw and cut my fucking head off. Like, why the fuck would I watch that shit, dog? And I was and an adult. Like, <laughs> and and that's the thing, right? So when I look at these adults, as much as I'm like, uh, y'all vile for that, they ain't had no TV. 
they had no internet. They wasn't going nowhere to watch this shit. But the entertainment value that was there is probably the same entertainment value I got when I was skipping school and popping face to death nine in. Also, we got to think, is it entertainment? Or you do you feel like you're watching justice? Because mm. at this particular point, <clears throat> people are still claiming land. It ain't really, police ain't really police yet. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They are. They got to share. Marshals and, and Texas Rangers. But, like, there's nothing out there to save you. Yeah. So when somebody out here is committing crimes, yeah. you want to see them hung. Like, like they was talking about Kansas uh, when, when Dog was saying, yo, we can make these towns up near Kansas and the territories around there and shit. Wasn't no Kansas PD. It was the deputy marshals that roam across this whole fucking region. Um, and to your point, in Texas, it was the Rangers. Them niggas been around forever. Yo, they said something when uh, when Esau Pierce was talking to the nigga at the beginning of the episode. He said something that I've been telling motherfuckers since the beginning of time, that Texas is not a part of the United States. It is his own country. And it was funny because he was talking to Bass, and he was like, yo, he was like, we both wear a badge, nigga. But he was like, once you cross that line right there, you couldn't do shit to me. Like, your shit don't, it it don't weigh the same when you cross that line, nigga. You know what's really fucked up? What's that? Bass the bad guy. That yeah. nigga was fighting for the bad. He was like, oh, boy was fighting for the good team. Yeah. So for him to kill the son of a bad guy fighter, like, yeah. Well, he went, that wasn't his son, but like. Yeah. Like, he the, he the bad guy. Now, what he did to my mans. After man, man, it's tough though, right? Because I'm with I'm with my I'm with uh what's what was that nigga name uh on the shot Trice I'm with Trice yeah I Trice saw, did what he was supposed to do I saw it he ain't tell us how he killed him though yeah, yeah he got a little <laughs> all right like, he got nigga got <laughs> okay treacherous with him. okay like nigga you dragged a body for miles from a horse you, yeah you, you did some like yeah and chained him to the tree then shot him in the mouth like yeah. While like, he was praying, yeah, like, all right. Uh, like, you left that out your story <laughs> earlier. So my man said, "Like nigga, I I know a devil when I see him, or I know a demon when I see him. A like, monster, monster. Mm-hmm. So he he is a monster. Now, what turned him into a monster is that's a different story. Check this out, though. And this is where, if anybody white is listening to this, I don't mean you." I mean, your ancestors. <laughs> I mean, the corporation of y'all. Yeah, yeah, like the your boss, not you. Yeah, I mean, like the parent company. Yeah. Right? White folks are so glad that slavery didn't turn us all into monsters, my nigga. Like the minute that motherfucker said, "Hey, y'all don't have to be captive." Y'all are so lucky that the because it wouldn't have been a rebellion at that point. And that's the thing. Throughout the 90s, for sure. Mm-hmm. And throughout the 60s, civil rights movement, they were so afraid of, because, like, if y'all get... That's what J. Edgar Hoover was a power afraid of. Yeah. The black messiah. Yeah. Literally, that was his words. Yeah. We can't have no black person raise up, because y'all might do to us what we did to y'all. Come on. And that was the fear. We can't let you rise up. Yeah. But... Rest in peace for a Hampton birthday was yesterday or Monday. Yeah, and on the fourth. Yeah. Not um, his birthday. He died on Monday. Whatever. Y'all know what I meant. But it's like, we not y'all. Nah. We not y'all, but you, I understand why you was worried about that. And that's the thing, like, had somebody like Trice's character, right? Uh what was his name in here? Um shit. 
actually had his name written down, uh, whatever. But had somebody like that character been able to inspire thousands of other somebodies, right, and tell that story, because I ain't going to lie, when when we watched last week's episode and he told Bass why he killed that slave owner who was now running for Senate in Texas, I was like, damn, dog, I get it. I get it. That man heard slaves was going to be free, and before he freed them, he burned his whole field full of slaves. That bro. nigga said, let's make America great again. Come on, dog. Like, when, when you hear a motherfucker, if you see Hitler right before he did all the shit that Hitler was going to do, and you had the opportunity, and you knew what he was going to do, like you knew, you might have did it. Yo, Jay just dropped a Reese cup live on the pod, and that was one of the funniest things I ever seen. For me to keep talking and not laugh as I watched that Reese's roll off that nigga elbow, that was one of the greatest things in the world. Y'all that lucky shit. we recording this on video nigga, too. Nigga, that bitch got all type oh, of yeah. dust mites. Nah, nah, that's that's twelve potters on that Reese's, nigga. Man, that shit so hard. All, all kind of episodes on that Reese's. Man, that man. shit hurt. Damn, you see the blue and the black soot on the Reese's. Know where the fuck you at. Um, but no, dog, like, I, I just think that I, the level of discipline that black people showed, for the most part, post all of that, outstanding, Ooh. nigga. We was just outnumbered. I mean, we were definitely outnumbered, but I, I think that there's something to being, we weren't out-angered, like, I, I feel like we could have made that number a little even real quick, dog. But the problem, not just with, like, us going crazy on white folks once we was free from slavery, but that, the problem with building whole towns full of black folks, the problem with figuring out who to vote for, who to march for, same shit we deal with now, right? The issue that exists is we ain't all on one accord, <laughs> Well, humans ain't never been on one accord. Humans ain't never been on one accord. Shit, the white folks weren't on one accord, which is why the Civil War started in the first place. Yeah, yeah. But, and thank God it didn't go this way, the South was very clear, like... The South said, we got something to say. They was like, yo, we could just separate. (laughs) Like, y'all could do y'all. Which ain't really that old yet, you know what I'm saying? We don't be all over here. Bro. They literally was like, y'all, why y'all want to fuck our shit up? Like, y'all don't have nothing to do with this. But it's at the point now where I still feel like the same issues that might have kept us from doing some of that shit and just getting on. Because humans will never be on one accord, right? But I feel like for black folks, it's always that specialized piece because we don't know what the fuck our beliefs were. The further you go back in the history of black folks, the more that shit starts to spread, right? It separates, it divides. We don't, we've never been on one accord because we all don't come from the same shit. We don't come from the same beliefs. We don't come from the same countries in Africa. We don't come from the same. It's all fucking split at the head, dog. And I feel like that existed post-slavery more than any time in history, except maybe right now, because right now we are divided. Because you tell a motherfucker, uh, Yo, man, I I think sexy red image for, like, black women ain't great. And 90 black women going to tell you why you wrong. And it's like, wait, no. But y'all wouldn't do that. Y'all wouldn't do that. You wouldn't want your, all right, whatever. I'm going to get off it. I'm going to mind men's business, nigga. Then you do that, you, man, whatever. 
Anyway, we got a voice note from the homie Rob Silva, third member of the pod, the God. Y'all already know what it is. Oh, Rob, man. I'm I'm excited when I see you send Bass Reeves voice notes because uh, you're somebody who I know enjoys this type of content. And, you know, not just the, the cowboy western piece, but just like the historical references and shit. So always excited to see a voice note from you about this. Rob, what up? Oh, 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 hold up. Wait. I wasn't connected. Let me connect it. Alright, now we good. What's up, fellas? First and foremost, kudos to David Oyewolo. Uh I I in my opinion, I felt this was his best acting of the entire series. He really showed a man torn between doing what's morally right and what he's obligated to do as a lawman. Um, I think his instincts knew when he dropped off Jackson Cole to the marshals out there in Texas that uh, they were going to kill him. I think he knew deep down inside, but I don't think uh, he had no he had any choice but to hand over Jackson Cole. And I think that's why he went to that saloon, started drinking. And got into a fight with those guys that were trying to collect a bounty on his head. And then, of course, when he went home and he confronted the minister who was at his house. And the minister was telling uh, Bass that he needed somebody like Bass to help him with their reconstruction. Well, with, with, with their battle against the Ku Klux Klan and, and reconstruction in the whole nine. And... Bass wife, uh, Bass, Bass's wife stepped in and told him to leave and you weren't going to use my husband as your uh, guinea pig. And then, in my opinion, fellas, the most powerful scene of the episode was when Bass and his wife are alone and she told him that every time he comes home, he, he, he brings home less of him, less of himself. It's like every time he goes out there to do his job, he loses a part of him. And that really struck home in uh, David Oyewolo's eyes. Told the whole story. Uh, told uh, that he looked at her and he knew deep down inside she was right. And that was a powerful scene. And I believe his most powerful acting of the entire season. Um, I know I made fun of the minister on um, Raising Canaan, I thought he was horrible on Raising Canaan, but I thought he was tremendous. Was his name Grantham Coleman? I thought he was tremendous in this episode. Uh, he plays a sleaze bag real well. <laughs> I, I, something about that minister, I don't know. He looks like a charlatan. We will see. We will see as I think there's only two episodes left, and it looks like Bass is going to have to battle the KKK. And I hope we we get a beautiful conclusion I hope we get to see Bass wipe out that entire KKK one gunshot to the head apiece. Fellas, I'm going to, I'm going to, I know I'm going to enjoy this uh, pod, podcast review that you guys are about to do about Bass Reeves. Keep up the great work. Happy holidays to all the great people out there. I want to say a few shout outs to some of the 
loyal listeners of This Week in Culture, Jordan from Flint. Yes, sir. Of course, the great, the great D. Scott, um, Shay Jones, Man. and the rest of the Twig family. Peace and blessings. Peace, Rob. Happy holidays to you and your family, too, man. Um, Yo, real quick. Grantham Coleman uh, plays Unique's brother on on Raising Canaan. Played uh, Ezekiel, whatever his name was, in Bass Reeves. Then I was watching, uh, on Netflix, I was watching a movie, uh, Rustin, about uh, Bayard Rustin civil rights activist um he helped orchestrate the march on washington um really good netflix film starring my man uh coleman domingo but i was watching that and then grantham coleman was in that too so no one i'm thinking like why that sounds so familiar but um like by the time i i learned about coleman domingo yeah it was around let me think what movie well that was actually probably around the walking dead mm. But specifically, it was also around Birth of a Nation. Got you. And then I'm like, yo, he just be in everything. Yeah. He was super low key. Yeah. Until you find out who he is. Yeah. Now it's like it's the car that you see. Yep. Now you see yep. him everywhere. Like, oh, shit, he was in this. And he, he was a in that. Phenomenal actor. He's an too. excellent like, actor. Though. I mean, I remember we talked about his performances on um on uh what's the HBO show about the with Zendaya. Mm-hmm. He was her um, her sponsor at uh, at the narcotics joint. It's the and eyes, man, dog. Same thing with Dayan Kalua. Mm. It's the eyes. Yeah, you got some bug eyes. You probably a good actor, man, and phenomenal, dog. And what's crazy in Rustin, dog? Look at how many people. It's Coleman Domingo. It's Chris Rock. It's Glenn Turman. It's Jeffrey Wright. Like. It's some dogs in this movie, bro. Like, yo. old girl from uh, Your Honor was in there. Yeah. Yo, like, Jeffrey Wright, Coleman Demi- Like, there's a... there. So, <clears throat> look who he played in that one. Adam Clayton Powell. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Like, there, is a, there is a level of, of acting under Denzel, right? That's mm-hmm. Well, that's like not as popular as Denzel, mm-hmm. but I can't tell you that they're not as talented. Yeah. They Honestly, just not... They just not Movie stars. Honestly, Coleman Domingo and Jeffrey Wright could go right in that bucket. That's what I'm talking um, about. They they could go right in that bucket. And what I mean by that, uh, to your point, they're not like the superstar, right? They're not movie stars. They're not movie stars. They're not Hollywood. Yeah. They're not Hollywood. And not that Denzel ain't never acted Hollywood like that. Shit. shit. And like what's my man from Fences play uh in BMF. Uh uh he was uh Denzel's son in Fences. The son. Um hello. He was his his older son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or was his was that his little brother? No, no, no. That was little bro. Yeah, that was, that was little bro. bro. Yeah. That was, I'm like, no, nah, the son was a... Uh, but his son is a great actor. Yeah, yeah, too, yeah. By the way. Uh Russell Horns. Russell Horns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a great actor, dog. Yeah, man. Phenomenal fucking talent out there, but some people aren't like can't do you think in the age that we live in now mm-hmm. that there could be a brand new movie star? Now, we like Daniel Kalua. Yeah. We like Idris. Um, Damson Idris. Damson Idris yeah, yeah. and everything. Yeah. But I don't know that they giant stars outside of what we like them for. I think Daniel Kaluuya is right there. 
I I think that for that like three year window, three four year window that he had, he was on the cusp. But then I feel like he slowed down. Well, it's not that he slowed. Well, COVID and COVID also hit. That's but them are all. No offense. Them was all black movies. But that's the thing, though. He got popping in a movie by a black people by a black dude that white people like. Get out. Get out. Yeah. And that's, sure. that's where I feel like he could have turned that corner, dog. Yeah, but like, but then it got I know, black as hell. I know white folks ain't watched Judas and the Black Messiah like that. Has there been some? Yes. Yeah. But that's not like the average random white person walking down the street. Judas and Black Messiah. What yeah. is that? And but also, because they, I bring that to say they have yeah. they don't they didn't they don't know how phenomenal he was in that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, well, shit, he got his Oscar. So how that, that watched, would have been the exposure, though. How many people watch the movies at the Oscars? Because <laughs> hey. when we see the white movies at the Oscars, we don't go back and be like, yo, let me watch Swan Song. Yeah. Or Black whatever. Swan. Black Swan <laughs> Song. I'm like, Swan Song was uh, with our dog. Another fucking great actor. Uh, what's our nigga name? Mahershala. Yeah. Yeah, the Apple joint. You remember that? That shit was fire. He's another one who I feel like he right there. He right there. Also an, an Oscar winner. What's a white movie star? I don't know that you can do that again. Oh, no. I feel like the white movie stars is out there. A new uh, one? Yeah. Like who? I don't know their names. They all be having uh We knew who Brad Pitt hair. was. We knew who Brad Pitt was. In the, when I was 10 years old, I knew yeah. who the fuck he was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah, dog. It's a uh, fuck. It's ooh, one ooh. dude who face I'm seeing, and I don't know this nigga name, and I can't think of the name of the movie. I'm like seeing the artwork of the movie. Is he older or is he younger? He's younger. That's and that's the thing though, with the with the Brad Pitts, the Tom Cruises, all that. Maybe Tom Holland is trying to be a superstar. Tom Holland is definitely the newest white superstar. I think he could be a movie star. Yeah, he's fucking Spider Man. Yeah, and then he's and been like, doing all the other the stuff. the best Spider Man, my opinion, outside of Miles Morales. Um. And animated, whatever. Um, but no, Tom Holland's a great example of that, though. And I mean, you think but about it, Tom Zendaya's H- a great example of that. Yeah, but they're not box office. They're not movies. Well, they movies. They coming on TV though. They go Apple. Oh, got nah, Tom, Tom Holland got his box shit. office shit. The Spider Man shit was, by, but that's yeah. he's a part of a a larger conglomerate. So I would love to see Tom Holland now. But that's the other fucked up part to I, your question because the question is layered. Box office superstars, the Will Smiths, the the niggas we knew, the Tom Cruises, who was making a hundred mil first weekend, um, live in a different world now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can we can we have a brand new superstar yeah. movie star? Because one, do people watch movies like that? Yeah, <laughs> and two, and it's, it's like they do, but they like to go find them free. <laughs> also, yeah. now there's such a barrier. Oh, I don't got HBO. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have H. I don't have Apple TV. I'm mm-hmm. an Android nigga. I don't have. I don't have Apple TV Plus. Mm-hmm. I didn't know I could even use it. Or like, yeah. it's so much different. So many different barriers. Where like everybody isn't watching the same thing right now, yeah. and it's and, and it's not all because of interest. Sometimes is yo, I don't have that because I I can't. Aff- I don't want to pay for it. But you also think about it too. The three biggest movies this year, two of these I'm 100 percent about. Um, one of these might not have been top three. It might have been top four, but it don't matter. Um, Barbie. Mission Impossible, and uh, matter of fact, that was last year. That wasn't even this year. I was about to say Top Gun. Um, those movies made so much fucking money, right? Um, you even think about, what's the movie with the blue people? 
Avatar. Yeah. Made so much fucking money with Avatar 2, right? Um, these are all things that are tied. They're legacy films. Top three movies this year. Barbie, Super Mario Brothers, the cartoon. Uh, okay. Spider-Man, the cartoon. Uh, Guardian of the Galaxy is technically number two of yeah, an actual of movie. physical people. Yeah. Oppenheimer. And Oppenheimer. And then the Little Murray. Yeah. Cartoonish. Avatar. A lot of animated. Cartoonish. Yeah. Ant-Man. Like, what? But look at that shit, though. Check that. Only, Other than Oppenheimer, nothing, nothing here is an original movie. Yeah. All of these are tied to previous films or franchises. Crazy. Like, every single one of them, dog. Let me look at the top ten. Oppenheimer was the only original. And then Oppenheimer was also... A historical thing type. Yeah, and tied to the director of probably the greatest uh, comic book film ever made, my nigga Christopher Nolan. John Wick. John Wick. Okay. But again, tied to a franchise. Sound of Freedom. That was about the rapey people. Uh, bro, I still want to watch that. Niggas told me that was like phenomenal but disturbing. It's a hundred it grossed 184 million? Oh, you niggas nasty. Oh, I ain't realize it's that on my it's on my that's, and that's number 10. Wow. So it's really number three. Mm-hmm. When you talk about humans, not animated. Well, it's really number two. When you talk about humans and original films, it's Oppenheimer and Sound of Freedom. Yeah. That's it. Every single thing that came out this year was tied to a franchise. Uh, or a cartoon. Or a cartoon. Cartoon comic book. Yeah. Because Barbie shitted on... Yo, Barbie uh, did a master class in marketing, dog. I, I know that y'all say that Marvel was dead and they not doing things right. And Guardian of the Galaxy... It grossed three hundred and fifty-eight million dollars. Mm-hmm. I know y'all, I, I, and I watched it too, and it was a hype. <laughs> like I don't, yeah, whatever. Hey, first of all, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Spider-Man um, Across the Spider-Verse, three hundred eighty-one million. Yep. Super Mario Brothers movie that everybody said this was going to be a bad idea. It's going to suck. The movie was good as fuck. Five hundred and seventy-four thousand. I mean, I'm sorry, five hundred seventy-four <laughs> million. <laughs> Yo, if that shit would have made five hundred seventy four thousand, <laughs> also Barbie six hundred and thirty six million. Uh, I also hated how y'all jumped on the marketing of Barbie's dick, and everybody was a fucking marketing. See, this is how you do marketing, bitch. You don't even know if this shit working or not. Like, <laughs> this is how you do marketing. Y'all, y'all, shut up. What was funny uh, is y'all, and then y'all got hold. Y'all know I work in uh, in advertising and shit. So, like, this was, like, a, a huge thing around work. Like, this wasn't, like, none of these activations had shit to do with my agency. But it was just, you know, conversation, right, Um, leading up to the premiere of the movie. Because most of that shit, most of these activations and all that shit that happened, happened prior to the movie actually coming out. Look, I ain't getting off of activations. Man. Because I don't know what that shit means. Man. I'm using my contest clues. <laughs> But, like, even, you know what was tripped? They had one downtown, Detroit. Like, they was getting they shit off, dog. But it was dope to watch. And still ain't get a nigga like me who watch movies all the time to watch that shit. Fam. Fuck your advertising. Fam. I'm going to tell you exactly when Shorty cut on Barbie when I was headed to the bar to go watch football. (laughs) She pressed play. I was like, all right, baby, I'll see you later. Like, that's what it was. But um, I, I thought it was so dope. I ain't been to movies I have the last time I've physically been in the movies was to see Spider Man. It's been too long. Uh, when the last time I physically went in the theater, 
I don't remember, but it probably was a scary movie. I, got I only go see scary movies, so. Into the Spider-Verse. Man, that shit was oh, so good. Nope. Dog. It wasn't even a scary movie. I watched Saw at the crib. The Saw that came out a couple months ago. So, yeah. Nope. I thought I seen that in the theater, but that was at the crib. Me and Shorty found that shit on the free boy and was like, pop it up. Um, yeah, man. But all that said, to your point about new superstars, right? I feel like Tom Holland, for instance, you have to attach yourself to a franchise to get the tag. If you attach yourself to a franchise or a big director or a big comic, whatever, then you can propel yourself in. Because niggas will fuck with Tom Holland because he's attached to Marvel and Spider-Man and all that. But, like, but if he wasn't, I don't know that niggas would be like, yo, he's one of them. It's though because I, I be seeing all these movies on, on Apple, but I don't watch them mm-hmm. because I be like, yo, this Spider-Man. Yeah. And he'd be real... And I think the movies he's been taking are super duper serious yeah. because he doesn't want to be typecast and everything yeah. like that. The mm. fucked up part, I was like mad excited about uh, his Apple show, um, The Crowded Room. Okay. And then I think that show fucking blew it, dog. I think they took seven episodes to get to what the meat of the, the whole shit was, right? And And had they got there a lot sooner... But what they did was waste a brilliant performance by that nigga. He was acting his ass off. But goddamn, by the time you got there, I ain't care no more. And then it was over. And it was like, dog, y'all, y'all kind of ruined that. But to your point, I do see him trying to not get typecast and turn into the comic book teeny bop. Because he got that young look already. And then yeah. you've already had massive success over there. So it's like, all right, I don't want to just do that. Like, I really do be acting. But, hey, man. In this day and age, I feel like for actors, y'all got to go where the cheese is because um, it's difficult to get attached to these franchises, right? You look at something like, uh, we was talking about Marvel, motherfucking Robert Downey Jr. coming back because, yeah. hey, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> it's hard out there when, uh, and not that he need the cheese or nothing, but it's just like, yo, if you want to keep acting, keep it going. It ain't a lot of activity outside of the fucking big franchises, dog. Like, everything ain't making three, four hundred million dollars like that when it drops, so. And it's tough, because, like, well, how much am I going to get when I drop this on your streaming platform? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or how much am I going to get when I put it up for pay-per-view? Because where are you advertising this pay-per-view at? Yeah. And so, where are where is the central? There's not a central location people go to buy pay-per-view. It dog. used to be. Via Comcast oh, yeah. or via yeah. DirecTV. Let's just go to pay-per-view and order. But now you literally go to the pay-per-view app. like, and it's Or you go to the Showtime app and order through their Showtime pay-per-view. It's wild. It's dog. not a seamless experience unless you're over a certain age. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it's very interesting, the market that we live in now, because I also think to your question about can somebody, become, especially if we're talking about the culture, right? Yeah, now. We're talking about us. For us... Somebody like us to become a superstar, right? Um, for instance, Daniel Kaluuya, he was also a part of a big franchise with Black Panther attached to Marvel. You it, you was right there. I feel like Chad, Chadwick was right there before he passed, unfortunately. I think Chad was a movie star for sure. Yeah, but like he, once it was play, like. Once you play every iconic black character ever. And but like the even black- all of them didn't get him his just due, I don't think. I think we knew him. But I think when he played Black Panther, 
That's when that was his world moment, dog. Like we knew he was Thurgood and Jesse Owens and all everybody else, but it was like James Thurgood, Brown, Jesse Owens, James Brown, fucking uh, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. Like we knew he had done all that, but I don't know that black, non-black people knew or gave a fuck for real. Well, the movies were successful because of white folks, but the, well, it ain't enough black people in the world to make them. Um, uh, it's not. It's not enough black people in America to make a movie go number one, because all the movies that we that we. Hood classics and everything yeah. that we, we talk about 30 years later, yeah. them niggas did nothing in the theaters. Yeah. They literally then, did nothing in the theaters. At its height, right? Right after fucking Black Panther, ain't nobody gonna see 21 Bridges. I was in an empty theater with my pops looking at 21 Bridges with Chadwick, and that was a good movie, good cop film. Yeah, I ain't really like how I look. <laughs> In real life, the trailer makes or break it. That's a fact. You know that's what I'm a saying? Fact. Like, and I enjoyed the fuck out that movie, but I guess that's my point. Like, even if you attach to it looked the too big dark. thing, it was very dark. I'll give you that. Like, that was a like very not dark like, as in scary. Dark. Like, yeah. and it, that's the lighting matters. You're not about to get a but. Like, it's, it was too dark. And like, I just I think that it's um. It's such a fickle market right now, dog. You could be up one day. Chadwick was a part of one of the biggest film franchises of all time. Black Panther was that. Now you talk about a billion dollar movie, bro. And then he had a movie that probably barely let me see what Twenty One Bridges made. Cause I don't know that this shit cracked. And who made them? Well, I also think they did the thing with him and Twenty One Bridges that they did with Jamie Foxx uh, and uh the movie with the Jets. Stealth. Stealth, yeah, like, all right, let me take advantage of the moment, which I get, right? Hey, if I got someone on deck, all right, it made forty nine point nine million. Yeah, I mean, probably sure. I'm sure they make fifty. It ain't take fifty million to, to make the movie. I wouldn't think. Um. Oh no, that this wasn't good at all. The budget was thirty three, and that shit box office was forty nine. <laughs> I mean, in the in in the grand scape of things. Was it really that good of a movie? Oh, I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I don't know what cost $33 million in it, but I thought it was good. thought it was solid. And that's the thing, too. We always talk about, like, everything ain't got to be the motherfucking, like, most groundbreaking shit. Yeah. Like, this was a good watch. But it was also coming, and this was pre-COVID. That came out in 19. Um, so it just it shows kind of the up and down of the market, right? Because you was a part of the biggest film franchise at the time ever, and then you dropped your next movie. Like, nigga, I don't want the Black Panther being a fucking cop now. Man, <laughs> man. And that's, but literally that sort of thought will deter a motherfucker. To your point about the color grading, right? Hey, this shit look dark. It's blue. It's heavily hued. I don't know that I want to see this. It cold. Everything yeah. is blue tinted. You know and what I'm saying? And that's, when they do that, it could turn a viewer or a potential viewer away. And, and I don't it's know little I, shit like that. I don't even know that I... I quote unquote like cop movies. If one of my niggas ain't in it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like if it, oh, is Beverly Hills Cop? Oh, is 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 Eddie Murphy in there? Oh, yeah. it's such and such. But like I don't. Detective shit might be. I'm starting to feel like that's like my favorite genre of like entertainment overall. Yeah. Well, like, not that kind of cop movie because that's different. Yeah. Like uh, what's the one shit on HBO those last year? The Denzel went opposite of uh oh boy he bodied that shit. With Denzel, Jared Leto, yeah, yeah, like oh, and uh, and dog that played uh, psychological thriller, yeah. detective cop movie. Oh, what was I'm, the name I'm of that movie? That. Yo, you remember they hated on that movie, like 
bad. Like people didn't like them. The little things. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Oh yeah. And then uh, my man in it, Rami Malik. Yeah. He's a weird dude. He is, but that boy can act. He ain't never played a regular character either. That boy can fucking act. And you couldn't tell me he wasn't uh he wasn't dog from Queen in that one movie. He looked just like then. Oh, he was in Oppenheimer. Oh, Rami Malik into the bag, nigga. Mr. Robot ass nigga. That's the first thing Joy Badass was in. Mr. Robot. Yep. You're right. You're right. Yo, man, salute to Joey Badass's ascension in acting. He also somebody I could tell is like taking this shit seriously. Yeah. Like you're not just fucking around. I meant to like, mention this the other day. He don't do the same accent he used to do. No. Oh, his bro. Uh Kanan, He's talking regular now. Kanan has uh has like Shung Sang, yeah, he he <laughs> Shung Sang everybody's accent and like pulled it all into his heart, and now his soul is like one big large New York accent, bro. Like he like the last New York accent you gotta face before you like are in New York. Like you hear that nigga shit, it'll transport you, dog. Um, all right, back to Bass Reeves. That was a great fucking uh, aside, Rob. You see where you led us, um. Rob, you brought up uh, uh, Jackson Cole. That's Trice. That's what his name was. When at the beginning of the episode, when Bass dropped him off to Dog, did can't you think he was gonna with, die? Can't trust a nigga with two last names and two first names because he could be Cole Jackson or Jackson Cole. <laughs> you can't trust a nigga like that, man. But like when he when he gave him to the to the Esau Pierce and the Texas Rangers niggas. I didn't think they was finna kill him, like, immediately, bro. Like, I don't think that. So when I rewatched the episode, right, because I watched this one a couple times, Esau Pierce told that nigga Bass Reeves everything that was finna happen. Like, he was, he told him, like, nigga Bass was like, yo, y'all can't have him walk all the way to Fort Worth. Like, get that mule. He was like, oh, you got my word, he won't. Walk all the way to Fort Worth. I'm like, I don't think that nigga made it across that damn little lake, that little pond. Also, they was taking him to go get murdered anyway. So it seemed like it's fucked up, but like, nigga, we was taking you to go get hung. Well, it's fucked up when you short me fifty dollars on my damn Big catch. Catch. Now, now y'all playing with my money. Like, yeah. I don't. Hey, if y'all want to torture him before you hang him, I don't support it. But it's not my business. And then, I, how do I say you shouldn't torture him before y'all kill him? Yeah. He killed somebody. He tortured somebody before he killed him. Also that. You know what I'm saying? Also so like, that. It is fucked up. Don't get it wrong. Yeah. Don't get me fucked. Yeah. No, don't get it fucked up. Yeah. It is fucked up. Because the, the whole shit with killed. Bass Reeves, too, is even with, like, you go back to uh, my man who got hung this episode, the nigga who brought up the Mr. Sundown shit, his crazy ass. Bass could have killed that nigga two episodes ago. But I want all y'all to get y'all just doing court. That's his whole shit is I want this whole thing to go by the letter of the law. He don't be wanting to kill nobody for real. Like, that's just really on some, like, I just want to fucking follow the law type shit. Honor this badge. That's what he on. Um, Rob also brought up a great topic about uh, Bass's wife when she told him, yo, every time you come home, you missing a piece of you. It's, it's less of you every time you walk in this motherfucker. Because I keep killing and shooting people. Man. It takes something away from you. She said, where that spark in your eye? Where my husband go? Well, maybe you the one changed. Yo, when he dropped that, <laughs> why well, I said, whoo, shit. I mean, she did change a little bit, too. 
If I was bass, I'd have been like, who is that nigga you had in my house? In my I'd have just went right there. And uh, after I came home and told my man, yo, you in my seat, and then he got up and was about to grab his plate, why you tell him, yo, yeah. no, don't worry about it. Sit back down. No, the Mother fuck you can't. No, he not finna sit back down in my chair. Fuck is wrong with you? Um, Shout out to you, Rob, because you literally are the reason that I recognized that this was dog from power. I did not know it until you said it. And then as soon as I saw him on this episode, I was like, God damn, Rob called it like a mug. Um, so salute to you for calling out that, uh, that Grantham was the actor on Bass Reeves and on Raising Canaan. I did not realize it. Um, what do you think about what he was proposing? Right, cause he been he been hitting he at it. Pro- he proposing what niggas want right now. Mm. He is he, not proposing a bad idea. Like yo, these white folks out here crazy. Um, they we starting to disappear. Let's go build our own community. Yeah, but we don't gotta. We can get away from these niggas and shit. So, yeah. I understand that. Um, also, I don't think it's nothing nefarious with that. Like, how do you come out and say, look, I you a big name, dog. Yeah, I yeah. need if they see you trust it, they gonna come. And if they know that you, the white folks know that you here, they gonna stay away. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I need you to make this thing a reality. Now I get it. You safe and everything here. Help me. Let's yeah. have a conversation about this. What can I do? How do I make it worth your while to help us? We know that you straight. You yeah. gonna be straight. You may not even like the idea of that, but all these people do, and they need your help. So can you help us? Versus you trying to go through on on some on the back end and try no just be straight up with me yeah um step one that he went wrong with you trying to come through my wife Paul well that's not a pause yeah yeah sure. you you trying to come through my wife um and I thought old girl was his wife that fucked yo me up. that was yo yo when Bass looked at his ring because they showed it like and I they, never looked for her having a ring I just started. And it's wild because I remember when uh, when she introduced Bass's wife to Dog in church. She didn't say this to my husband, and I thought that was odd. I remember thinking that was kind of an odd introduction, but I still thought that was her husband. Never considered that, nope, she just kind of a groupie. To the, you an idea groupie. You a freedom groupie. Where you sleep at? Where you sleep at? Where you from? Like, where your lobster? Where your sea bass? What you do for a living? How you got this car? Because she got she pulled up no, a whip. she pulled up whipping. She got cheese and they from Chicago. Like what you do? You came all the way down here with him? To the uh okay. I'll see what y'all well, doing. Y'all guns. How y'all I'll making see what y'all part? doing? I'll see what y'all doing. Um, but that said, when you trying to come, when you're trying to backdoor your idea through my wife, what it's certain things that men pick up on that women just don't. Um women are kinder than men. Women are, I'm not going to say more naive. That though. But like women have more like faith to in men. humanity to men than men do. Like men know when other men is on bullshit. Women tend to think the best in motherfuckers until men. you've done a motherfucker wrong. When you do a woman wrong, she ain't going to think the best in you no more. But dog ain't did shit wrong. And he did the 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 smart play Overplay for the underlay. I brought your friend. You remember Esme, right? You remember, that's your girl, right? So now you trust me because you trust her. 
your wife wouldn't know none the wiser, dog. And the Bass best. had to come in and see, like, y'all playing with my wife, bro? Yo, the best place to hide the lie is between two truths. Come on, man. So. And when I walk in the crib and I see a nigga sitting in my seat, that's problem number two. This nigga said, I ain't invite you. Yo. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> Bass at that dinner table. Uh, Rob, you mentioned this was David um, Oyelowo's best performance. I'm going to follow that up and say by far. Because he was in his bag at this dinner table, dog. He said, I, I'm, I'm not about to quote the scripture, but he brought up the scripture that says, um, you know. Especially when you went a man. Once it was. <laughs> Once you invited, you low down yeah, so he, he can like, come down to your level. And then uh, you, when you invited in, you stayed low so that when he get to know you, he can say, uh, come up high. But I say, nigga, I didn't invite you. So let's start there. Let's start there. Why are you in my house? A. Why are you in my chair? B. Why would you let that man sit in your husband's chair? Come on, man. It's a certain level of decorum that I need you to have for me when I'm out uh, capturing bad guys all across the country. That's what I need you to do. Don't let a motherfucker sit in my chair. Matter of fact, you and my oldest daughter, y'all the only two who could sit in my chair. No, just it's a bunch of places to sit in this motherfucker. It's a two. Well, we got two this floors. was a whole table. We got two floors. This was a table, though. Niggas fresh out of out of captivity don't got a two <laughs> a t- nigga don't got a duplex <laughs> like or not a duplex off but. GP though. I didn't like the fact we that they was sitting they was sitting triangle one two three. Why we this close? It's a dinner table. Scoot down, nigga. Two. Why you in there serving him? Let Esme go make that man a plate or something. Oh, this is my house. Yeah. Eh. Back in that, you ain't coming to my house. Nah, nigga, don't touch my, don't, don't go in my kitchen. <laughs> don't touch my shit. No, nah, she can go. Well, that also wasn't Esme's husband. Never mind. That's why I said that, because that's her husband. But it ain't her husband. It's the nigga she fucked. And that I'm also probably, wife I, ain't even pick up on that. I also probably fed my kids, too. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I, I I cooked food. I, I'm in <laughs> control of the portions in this motherfucker, too. But when uh, when Bass got there, well, actually, right before he got there, did you see how my man was stunned? It took me a, uh, the second watch to catch. He said this. He was like, yo, we just got permission to put Frederick Douglass on the next pamphlet. And I was like, he was like, yeah, uh, I think he said something like, uh, we just got word from Fred Douglass's people that his face could be on our next pamphlet. And I'm like, all right, if you got Frederick Douglass... What Bass Reeves' face going to do? You know what I'm saying? Like, Yo, it's a little lesser known, bro. No. Frederick Douglass is more of an academic. I'm a nigga in the streets. with the. <laughs> I'm lightning with the blam blams. True. You feel me? Because that's like one of the, you like the talent of the 10th? Mm-hmm. Or you like, it's it's always that duality. But I also think, too, and I, it looked like next week's episode, we're going to get a little bit of this. It's a lot of black people who don't fuck with black Bass Reeves. You see yeah. what my man said to him on the, on the next episode. He said, yo, you going to really hang this black woman in a white man's noose? And I was like, oh, shit. Because yeah, it's, it's. Yeah, because that bitch tried to kill me. Hey. I should have just. I could have shot her fucking dead and hey. turned her boots in. 
Because the bitch was aiming for nigga, y'all no, they, no, no. they beat the fuck out of me. If it wasn't for um Billy, or what's his name? Oh yeah, Billy Crow. Yeah, Billy if Crow it wasn't for Billy through. Crow, I was dead. Man. And she was like, nigga, she took the the, the blinky out and played Russian roulette. They shot this bitch four times. Yo. She was iron bass from the minute they walked in the bar. Damn, you ever just went to the bar and just wanted a drink? I just, I don't want nothing else, bro. I had a long-ass day. I just dropped off this man who I actually became friends with. Like, I actually empathized with. I was itching for a fight, nigga. Man. Itching for a fucking problem. And wouldn't nobody give me one. And then the one nigga who was finna give me a problem, I end up finding out this nigga admire me and shit. Yo, shit, Deputy Bass Reeves, good to meet you, my friend. Because you the only nigga with a badge. (laughs) So I know exactly who you yeah. are now. Oh, as soon as he showed that shit, he ain't was, shit with, you don't got shit with my face on it, motherfucker. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> having that nigga badge pick on the hand phone, like, wait, what? A nigga with a badge? Anybody nah. can put a fucking badge on. But you know what's funny? Um, they keep hinting at and mentioning that uh bounty on his head, right? It's only two episodes left. We know Bass Reeves didn't get killed. Nobody captured him. Like, that didn't happen in real life, so I don't think they about to, like, force that. What if he got captured for a second? Now, that could have happened. And then was got it and escaped. Yeah, that could have happened. And then in the preview, did you watch the preview for next week? Uh-uh. So, in the trailer for next week, you know uh, the black dude who was the, the posse man yeah. that, that was standing next to him at the end of this one? They could be freaking the camera work, but in the preview for next week, it looks like he looking at Bass and he say, um, you got any last words? And I'm like, oh, maybe he got word of this bounty or something. Like, I don't know, bro. Like, it's just, it's starting to get to a point where well, I know maybe, everybody going to be at this nigga. Maybe Bass wouldn't kill white boy who was also a sheriff. Yeah. And not uh, the guy he reported yeah. saying, yo, it's time for you to go. Because end of the day, yo, yo enemy, the dude who they setting up to be or who they've set up to be the antagonist on this show this season is the Texas Ranger, dog. You can't clap him. You yeah, can't. I, I can, though. Because if I'd have clapped you right there, who will know? I'd bury your ass and Like, who? How they go? How you well, know I did? Thing. I'm thinking that until I realize, because like, then I start thinking, like, who's seen Jackson Cole drag dog and then shoot him in the mouth? Like, who caught him? He was on the ring, Kim. Well, he his body's in a place where he don't live at. Uh, <laughs> and his body's still like, no, I seen somebody dragging that nigga from alone. Uh, like, I drug him through time. I, want, I don't give a fuck who see this shit. Yeah. Man. Um, you, it's like you from Detroit, and you find a, a nigga body in Ohio with a bullet through his cheek. It's like, uh, yeah. And he, he, he look all dragged up. I used to get it in Ohio. Nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, I've never seen Cam and Mace beef from so many places, dog. Pause. I thought it was just. <laughs> oh, you said beef from? Yeah. I thought you said beef. No, because <laughs> it's Harlem, Harlem, Harlem. But now it's Ohio, yeah, it's Florida. Yeah. Like you niggas was always yo, yo, the Ohio piece. I knew about. <laughs> they throwing this Florida shit out there on some college shit, <laughs> like. But like Kim, you you going hard for the three years that she was in Ohio? Like shout out to but y'all. You know what though. The locks called that nigga out on that <laughs> during the damn thing. Like, nigga, we right here. We don't be in Miami, nigga. Yeah, you live in like, Miami. Yeah. Like, um, work in Vegas. Literally. 
was about to ask you. Uh, oh, so with that, with that fight scene, right? Your man Billy Crow in there getting some buns from the prostitute he loved. Why he asked her to marry him, dog? He asked her to marry her last last time. But <laughs> before he got the buns. <laughs> like what Billy Crow on, dog? I need him to get like my nigga youngin'. But but look. Go be great, bro. Where? <laughs> it ain't no people nowhere. Like, this is it's probably a thousand people. Man. <laughs> it's not a lot of people everywhere. Like you don't Man. run into bitches every day. He been on he be on the road with him all the time. And he go home to his wife. He just said, like, man, I need me a girl. And yo, dog. Cause when Bass went home to his wife, they got into it. She told her nigga, you different, nigga, your body different, you walk different, you talk different. Like, I hear you, wife, but like when I come home one day every three months, we need to smack buns, dog. Like I, no, actually, I don't got time for this actually, argument. Y'all got six kids. <laughs> like, y'all should chill. Well, he should pull out more. <laughs> or go find one of them uh the, the fact prophylactics. That you, the fact that you had a spark that could possibly be in your eye after being in captivity your life, yeah, it's yeah. fucking amazing. And don't ask me uh, where your husband at. <laughs> Bitch, I'm in my chair that you let that nigga sit in. I'm going to bring that up every time if I'm Bass Reeves. And it's like, Bass Reeves like, where you going to go, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> you can't divorce me. That's not a thing yet. <laughs> it's me in a two-family flat out this month. Like, where you, go? You, you can't live nowhere else. Um, <laughs> That got to be wild. What you think about the, the young white boy uh, standing in the woods on some serial killer shit? He going to fuck around <laughs> and find out. Bro, what you on? Dog? Yo, why my like- man run uh, 10 days before something happened, though? God damn. Because you know what time it is. That nigga said. And like, oh, look. Yeah, my last name ain't Reed. <laughs> and oh, girl, act like, why don't you tell somebody, nigga? Especially when you see them at the, at the, at your, at the gate. Bruh. Your father come upstairs. I thought like, oh, you ain't going to tell your mama. You're going to tell your pops like, yo, dad, when, 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 we, when you ain't come back. Yo, he brought up the carnival. Like, yo, when you ain't go to the carnival, I had my little nigga do it. Yeah. <laughs> he went and, and a white boy disrespected us. And he tried to follow us home and he jumped on us. Yeah. We beat him off. But I saw him today the on our property. When I was out with the rest of the kids. Because yeah. you got to put all the other 10 kids in that too. So Bass could turn the fuck up. Because now. Because now I don't leave and go fight that one. Because what's going to happen? Yeah. He's going to go fight the fucking sundown man. Oh, yeah. And his family going to get their house burned down. Bro, this nigga literally. So I went back to episode four when uh when Issa Daddy first brought up Mr. Sundown. And he said the the story was this nigga had a house built on the bones of former slaves and shit, right? So then when Dog said at the top of this episode, he was like, yo, house I got in Texas, built on the bones of whatever. And he was like, they former monsters or some shit, uh, thigh bones, big as men. Like, I'm like, oh, nigga, you, you. Like, when I rewatched it, I was like, he basically said, my house is built on the bones of monsters, in this case, is black people. Because when he said, I know a monster when I see one, he also looked at Bass and said, you should come visit me. You'll feel right at home. That's a fact. Nigga. However, in that area, there are giant bones. Yeah. Like actual giant bones. Yeah. 
like when he said a, 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 a thigh bone big as a man. Big as man, yeah. Like you can go Google some pictures. Yeah. Like that's a thing in that area with the uh, the natives and shit. Because the yeah. Native Americans used to find them all the time. Mm-hmm. They got earlier pictures from around that time frame. Mm-hmm. As we got closer, then pictures start disappearing. The Smithsonian to come and pick up the pick yeah. up the bones or whatever. But I do pick up what you laying down. Yeah, bones. like it, it was it was very. He was telling the same tale that dog told two episodes ago, but you had to catch it. And then at the end, when when he said the shit about the Cinco Peso, that was the confirmation, right? Because dog had told Bass, nigga, your badge is made out of whatever. Mine is made out of Cinco Pesos that they put together and like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it was like, oh, yeah, nigga, you him, bro. You missed the sundown. So these niggas got to clash. It got to happen. Bass got to off this nigga. Um... But I need it to fucking happen, like, next week, though. It's probably going to be the finale since this is only a miniseries and we ain't get another season, so I'm sure that's how they're going to wrap the whole thing. We're going to get, like, a Wyatt Earp? On the next Lawman? Don't they got got a Wyatt Earp show that's on right now? Probably. They do got a Wyatt Earp Earp show show that's on right now. I You know what, though? It's like in season two or three or something. You know what would be cold if, uh, with the Lawman shit, if they just kept it black? I would think that was really cool. Like, keep finding, like, all the black cowboys and, and all the black folks who was out here upholding the law back then. Um, do Wyatt Earp got a TV show? Let me see. The Life and Legend of Wyatt Earp. Oh, no. Nah. That came out in 1955. All no, right. it's something on, um, on, like, HBO Max or one of these joints because they come up on my – it's one of them gunslingers from that – Tombstone movie, which was an amazing yeah, fucking movie. Tombstone is probably me and my pops' second most watched, like, together movie. What's the dude? I'm your Huckleberry. What's his name? Is that Wyatt Earp? Yeah. Yep. That was a. Uh, he also played Batman. Uh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Yeah. Who else was in that movie? The names, not the actors. Wyatt Earp. Who was Kurt Russell? Um. Shit. No, I'm just about to pull it up. Because these was all my people. Doc Holliday was Val Kilmer. Kurt Russell was Wyatt Earp. That's what it was. Val Kilmer was Doc Holliday. Um, you had dog that was Johnny Ringo. Yeah. And then uh, Bill Paxton was the brother, Wyatt Earp brother. Morgan Earp. Man, I got to think about... Uh, oh, man. Val Kilmer was that nigga, dog. I really hate that uh, that the cancer didn't got to him like that, man. Yeah, he was... that that Man, that was a great fucking scene. Val Kilmer was that nigga, dog. Like, I, I can ignore uh, the Batman situation. Him and George Clooney. I can ignore all they Batman woes. George Clooney gave us Casamigos, man. <laughs> Yo, you realize that's when all this shit started coming out about Diddy, right? When he sued because they wouldn't put no more marketing dollars behind uh, uh, Deleon because they was putting it all behind Casamigos that and George Clooney shit. <laughs> George Clooney definitely has a better fucking tequila than Deleon. But soon as Diddy sued uh, whoever the fucking liquor maker is that owns all that shit, soon as he sued them. Everybody started coming out with a story, nigga. So 
more of the story. <laughs> Leave George Clooney alone, my nigga. Um, hey man. It's a fucking probably the best episode of uh of Bass Reeves so far. Two more left. Um it's it's been a journey, man, for the historical history buff niggas. Yo, this shit is is great. It's really good TV. Um I really enjoyed seeing some human side of Bass Reeves this week. He didn't feel as robotic. Billy the kid. Billy the kid. Yep. Shit, he kinda looked like Billy Crow. Right. <laughs> it's some uh epics. Okay. It's it's like current it's like season right two now. or something, right? Oh, yeah. I ain't know they had a season one. Yeah. Okay. I might check that out. Um, if you've been fucking with Bass Reeves, man, hit us up, yo, this week in culturepod at gmail.com. Follow us on the socials. Uh for the Patreon video subscribers, we are about to give y'all a culture pod that you will never forget. Cause we finna act up. Uh y'all already know what it is, man. Your favorite pod is favorite pod. Mr. Three Pods a week. I'm Ant SJ. This week in culture episode three forty nine. We out.